1: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 310.
0: This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So we are just a few weeks away from Disney World. We
1: sure are. Which
0: means we're just a few weeks away from our Orlando meetup.
1: Yeah, it's going to be on, uh, what did we say, June? Whatever that Friday is? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe so, yeah. We did on the Friday because when we did we days people struggle yes and so we did the friday and we're going to be at the bowling alley yes splitsville we're classy like that yeah we're going to be at the bowling alley it's called splitsville it's called splitsville it's
1: in disney springs and the idea being that we wanted since we are going to be staying on property and we don't usually rent a car when we're there we wanted to be someplace close by but also accessible splitsville was nice enough to work with us so there's a lot of people that have said that they are coming and we are so looking forward to meeting you guys and we hope that others of you listening will join us And as I will
0: well. be in a Disney days. Yes. Because, you know, I, I'm rebasing Disney for yes. like five days at that point.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you'll find a way to have some kind of Mickey bar, even though we are not on property.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on property, but they don't have Mickey bars there. So I don't think I I'll be... I still
1: think you'll find a way. I don't know
0: how. It's going to be all melty. <laughs> It'd just be Mickey soup. And don't I'll, act
1: like you're above it. No,
0: I'm... Okay. But it would be... <laughs> It would be warm by then. That sounds kind (laughs) of gross. You know, honestly, I don't know that I've ever had a Mickey bar in the park.
1: Really? Only on the cruise ship? I
0: only have them on the cruise ships. because. So when (laughs) we go on the Disney cruises, this is a real first world problem. Oh, my God. When we go on the Disney cruises, the food is amazing. And as we know, I don't like amazing food.
1: Yeah, you like your very (laughs) eight-year-old boy food. Right.
0: And so a lot of times for dessert, I'll be like, oh, that dessert's very fancy. I don't want it. And then I'll be like, hey, can I just order the dessert off the kid's menu? And then they bring me a Mickey bar. And by like the third night, they just know. Yeah. They're like, if there's not ice cream on this menu, he just wants a Mickey bar. And then they'll bring Mickey bars. And by the fifth night, they'll bring me two.
1: Yes. And I remember the last two servers we've had when we've been on cruise. Done things like make up your plate. Like Mickey ears on the plate and all kinds of things. Yeah, they try to things. make it,
0: they try to fancify it. They do. Yeah. They
1: love trying to get you <laughs> to eat surprising things. Like, and they always roll their eyes at you. Yes. The first day they're like,
0: oh, they're oh, like, they're very, they think I'm like going to be mad or I'm <laughs> going to be like, this food is good garbage and i'm just like no i'm weird and
1: then by the end they're like oh this guy's just always like this okay yeah,
0: yeah. he's oh he's just weird yeah. okay now we feel better <sighs> i they probably get so many like snooty people that complain oh, about yeah. weird stuff yeah. and i'm just like
1: no i just remember I'm- that one cruise we went on and we sat with a couple so like tom and i went on a disney cruise just the two of us yes well when you do that you get seated At the same table as other people. They make you share a a table because they don't
0: have two tops because it's lots of families. Yeah,
1: Right. Well, one thing that if you've never taken a Disney cruise, you may not know that your servers follow you restaurant to restaurant every night. So you have the same servers the whole week that you're there if you're on however long of a trip you're on. So, we had this couple that we shared the table with, and they were super nice. This is not a bag on them. It was just they were so different than us. And this lady, she, like, every single meal, she had, like, a whole thing she had to go through. Like, Like, does it have this, and does it have that? She apparently
0: had some sort of teleconference with them before she arrived, laying out her food allergies. Yeah, it it was was,
1: extensive. And,
0: I mean, we really were, like, not being... But we were just like, what can you eat? Yeah, because it was there was so
1: many way to approach this. Yeah. (laughs) But again, they were super, super nice. (laughs) And
0: yeah, they they worked with her. They did. Yeah, they
1: did. And the couple was nice. They were also nice. But it was
0: you think I'm limited?
1: Yeah, I guess it was just interesting because it was like as weird as I feel like Tom is at our house and how it's like we have to kind of like make all these things work everywhere we go, it was like, wow, how difficult must that be for other people who are like this limited? Right. I can't even imagine. So it was really nice that they worked with her. It was. Um, And I just love Disney cruises. They're great.
0: So what pray tell do you have in store for people this week?
1: Right. This is not a Disney
0: podcast.
1: Okay. Well, we have some news about what's going on over on Amazon and we got to talk about this recall. I got questions. Yes. I got lots of questions. I also have answers. Yeah, Uh, thanks
0: to Canada, we have some answers.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Also, we're going to dig into some interesting things we found from Google's conferences, some interesting things that showed up on Amazon about how they partner with Peloton. There's also some interesting things going on with shows like HBO's and Just Like That, product placements. We'll talk about that. Also, we are going to talk about the fact that several past employees of Peloton are featured in the media this week.
0: Yeah, it's a real media tour.
1: Sure is. Yeah. And there's just more lawsuit news. And of course, we're going to update you on what's going on with the instructors. So, lots to come. We have a visit from MetPro Angelo. He is going to talk about when you're not eating enough, like when you cannot get enough food. You're not sure how to do that. And we have a visit from Dr. Jen, and we are going to talk about how to make realistic workout goals. So, lots and lots of good stuff today.
0: Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always super helpful. If you want to help out the show, the easiest thing you can do is just share it in your social media. Whenever Crystal posts, hey, there's a new episode, just click share and let your friends and family see that we're out there. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there, like the page, join the group. It's a great way to stay updated on things throughout the week or sometimes people have been asking questions. And it's a, certainly a safer environment to ask a question than the OPP, because if someone isn't cool, we kick them the f- out.
1: Yeah, we do. So, <laughs> get out of here.
0: So you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out, where for a little bit of money, you can get these episodes ad free. And if we get them early, you get them early, and there's lots of bonus episodes, so we just finished up the timeline, so we've gone through each year in the existence of Peloton and just kind of walked you through the major events of each year and all that. Also, if you don't want to hear us talk about it, it lives over on our website. You can go take a gander at it over there. And finally, we have a newsletter you can sign up for at our website, theclipout.com, where We include the links and all the things that we talk about in this. And if we have any other exciting news that we can't wait to share, we'll send it out in the email. So there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall.
2: Peloton in the news.
0: So the Bike Plus is now available on Amazon.
2: Yep. We
1: knew it was going to happen eventually.
0: I wonder what took so long.
1: Well, remember whenever they first put this up on Amazon, don't forget they have a self delivery option. Right. So or self setup. They didn't have that in place for the bike plus at first. So they had to make some changes for people to put it together themselves when they get it.
0: Ah, that swivel screen. I don't know. I mean that's really the only major difference from a setup standpoint, right? I don't know.
1: <laughs> it should be. I, I mean, say that in all seriousness. Like, it should be. It
0: seems to be. But
1: the handlebars go on a little differently. Right. The seat goes on a little differently. Yeah. I, I mean, things just look a little bit different. Okay. So.
0: I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably are. Well, maybe you don't have a bike plus you might have a bike. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like there's tons of people who only have a tread or only have a rower. That's true. Like
1: most people's entry point was the bike yeah. or the
0: bike plus for some. But so. uh, But if you're an app user and you're looking to finally get a piece of equipment, you can do that over on Amazon. It's 8% off.
1: <laughs> for all I know, it's like that everywhere. I yeah. just happened to think it was interesting. So
0: yeah, for sure. But I guess with Prime Day coming up, and we know Peloton's taking part, maybe it'll go all the way up to 9% off.
1: (laughs) I think there's going to be some good sales this year on Prime Day. I really do.
0: Every year, I'm just like, what's the big deal? And then people buy a bunch of stuff, so it really seems to work for them. But I'm always scrolling through the deal, and I'm like, don't care, don't care, don't care. Well,
1: I think for us, we buy so much stuff on Amazon all the time. That's true. I feel like Amazon Prime Day, for me, are things that, like, Oh, I've been meaning to get those and that is a good deal. Right. It is cheaper right now and I've been on the cusp of buying. So yeah, I mean, you lo- got me.
0: A lot of the stuff I buy, like I see on my deal sites, and I'm like, Oh, I could use a remote controlled cockroach. <laughs>
1: That's a real purchase people That's a real purchase That's a great price on a remote
0: (laughs) control cockroach Do you know how much those normally are? You got me Amazon I'm on board Now I'm like how many can I make like nine of these roaches all be controlled from the same remote?
1: Oh, that would be amazing. I'd can be, you imagine how much Brian would freak would the, the F
0: out? Lord of the roaches.
1: I would love to see you do that to Brian. Just have one like <laughs> scoot across the floor. He would die. He would
0: it save us money on college tuition. <laughs> Let's talk recall, shall we?
1: Yeah. So we talked last week about
0: the recall. We did talk about the recall. It was the headline of the episode. Thanks for listening. (laughs) And uh...
1: put the together. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You think you remember the title of the episode? But after we recorded, there was a follow up recall for Canada. Right. And they were a day or two behind and they have issued a recall. But within the verbiage of their recall, there was some information that seems very enlightening. And it's information that we didn't get in America because man doesn't want you to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the man, but I do know that. Okay. So they're saying in Canada, the issue seems to be most prevalent for users that are taller than 5'11 or weigh and or weigh over 250 pounds.
0: So Snooky, you're safe.
1: Yes. Yeah, Snooky is very safe. And I feel like that is important information because, remember, we've only seen 35 complaints of injuries right. that have been occurred in the United States. Now, Canada's only had one incident, zero injuries.
0: Well, that's because they're all wearing hockey pads. <laughs> that's, they, I'm sure. When they use their Peloton. I'm sure that's So it. they're protected.
1: But in all seriousness, I feel like this would have been really good information to have. There is no way that Peloton would not have issued that information if they were allowed. I, None.
0: Now, I'm no scientist, but I feel that the laws of physics are probably the same in Canada.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Um,
0: Now, if you're buying a paperback... <laughs> They break it off in Canada.
1: <laughs> that is true. I
0: don't know what the hell they got against paperbacks in Canada, but every paperback I ever bought was like it's six ninety five in America, seven ninety five in Canada. Yeah, Canada just hates readers. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know why this wouldn't be included in the verbiage in America, but obviously. That verbiage, as we've learned throughout the process with the Tread Plus, is very controlled by the CPSC. Yeah, so I don't
1: know what their rationale was, but clearly there is no doubt in my mind that was a CPSC decision. They made the rules there. Because if Peloton had a problem with it, With Canada saying it, they would have said so. So there's no way that they were like, oh, Canada, you can say this, but America, we can't. That Peloton made that decision. That is above them. There's no way. There's no other way to read that.
0: For sure. So ultimately, I think, though, that this is good news. This is really good news. Maybe people can chill the F out.
1: Oh, my God. The amount of articles. Can we just talk about the articles that have been out there? And they say things like, Peloton had to recall all these bikes. It's terrible. No, actually, yeah. they didn't. It is a seat post recall. And that's another thing. I bet you anything on the Canada, I bet anything that the CPSC also said they couldn't call it a post recall. A seat yeah. post. I bet you they said it was a bike recall.
0: Um, it kind of feels like a hand slap for how things went I down. I agree. With the, like, this is gonna,
1: punitive. We're
0: going to make you word this in the sh- Way possible.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> I agree. And these are things we'll never know for sure. Like yeah. Peloton can't come out and tell us this. But Google
0: Honda recall, Google Ford recall. Like they've all got hundreds at any given time. It seems like agreed. So we now know that it seems to be predominantly affecting people who are over five five eleven or higher, two hundred fifty pounds or heavier. Is we so. Yeah.
1: But either way, if your bike is affected, you can get, still get the seat get the post, post replaced. Right? Like Do we, that. like
0: just want to make it clear that's where I was heading. In no way, shape, or form are we saying that you should not get your post replaced and fixed it because who knows. When you'll gain weight. Who knows when you'll have a growth spurt. Or like,
1: in all seriousness, somebody else could use your bike yeah, or you it could, could just wear out over right. time. You like, could have a friend whatever. or loved
0: one want to use it. Maybe you finally get rid of the man in your life and you get a man at 5'11 or higher. I know from when I was on the dating sites, that tends to be what most of the ladies are looking for. 5'10
1: and up, <laughs> just saying.
0: Yeah, but if he's 5'10, he's going to lie and say 5'11. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to.
1: But also, if you get a chance to, if you do decide you're going to replace it, it's super easy. You just go to the link and you ask for it. It's the easiest thing. Yeah. So easy. And they ship it to you and you put it on yourself. You don't have to schedule anything. It's very, very, very simple.
0: And we haven't had to do it because you have the Bike Plus, but everything I've heard people talking about online, it sounds like it's a super simple to swap out. Like, I know I would be intimidated by making that, but everything I've read, people are like, oh, this is no big deal at all.
1: Yeah, I will say now this is coming from our bike fitter, Ask the Fitter, the gentleman who was on and he did my whole bike fitting for me.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can trust his opinion of what's easy.
1: No, that's not what I was going to say at all. But what he did say is that if you are an individual, regardless of your height, and you ride all the time with your seat post back, that's going to put strain on the seat and the seat post. So if if you do that, you probably need to go ahead and and get a new one, replace it, especially if you're on the heavier end because you're putting more strain on that.
0: So that makes makes sense. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Google IO 2023 occurred last week and they did something with Peloton. I don't know. This was so tech. I just glazed over, but you were excited. So tell me about it.
1: Well, it's talking about how they engineer, how they have worked together with Peloton and how because of that, they have been able to do, you know how we talked to this year about that it was on Samsung Gear that now the app was on and like integrated. This is kind of referring to that integration that occurred. And so they were really excited about how they were able to make such a good fitness experience for the members and support Pixel Watch, the Pixel Tablet, Pixel Fold, all those things. So that is pretty exciting. That is. Yeah.
0: I got a Pixel. You caved and went to Apple, but I have remained loyal.
1: Well, I've got to try a lot of new stuff,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> Screen Rant, which is weird for me to be referencing Screen Rant on this podcast. Yeah, that's and,
1: the wrong podcast. And not real
0: spoilers. I had a moment of like, wait, I don't talk about fun stuff here. Fun to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, thanks for being here, Tom.
0: <laughs> so they had an article about, and just like that, which for people who have forgotten, that's the Sex and the City sequel series. You might remember that in last season, Carrie Bradshaw's husband was beaten to death with a Peloton. (laughs) No. What?
1: (laughs) No. That's not what (laughs) happened. He was
0: stabbed by a Peloton. A Peloton murdered (laughs) him. No. So this year, they're going out trying to get brands to work with. And all of them are like,
1: "Yeah, yeah. So you did Peloton dirty. About
0: that. How are you? Usually, I thought it was funny in the article they are talking about. It's like Gucci. And the Gucci's like, what's going to happen in that Gucci? <laughs> like,
1: what? Are they Are going to get strangled <laughs> by a purse strap?
0: No. We want no part of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is funny. Like, hey, everyone said, oh, Peloton knew. Clearly, they did it, guys.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone out there that still subscribes to the conspiracy theory that Peloton knew what was going to happen... Can suck it because if Peloton knew all these other brands wouldn't be in a panic when they get approached, yep. right? They'd be like, oh, Peloton has signed off on that.
1: It also shows that brands had a very different feel and response to this death right. than the users did. Because people who were like, not necessarily already Peloton users, but people who were like anti Peloton, who weren't users, they were like, they got on this whole thing about how Peloton is actually unhealthy, you shouldn't be exercising, yada, yada, yada. And in reality, all these other brands are like, ooh, yeah, and just like that, did Peloton dirty? Yeah, and I for think, sure. I think that's great. They deserve their comeuppance because they did.
0: It's a nice piece of karma. It I'm is. not going to lie. Yeah,
1: it's nice to see karma occur within the same lifetime. <laughs>
0: <For> <laughs> There's sure. a lot of
1: people that deserve it that don't
0: get it. Amen. <laughs> There is a whole rash of articles about former Peloton executives executives who now have new positions. So we will pound through a couple of these. The first is from Fortune.com. Peloton's former CFO reflects on what she learned from the company's rapid rise and fall.
1: And she is now working at Alation, says Jill Woodworth, if you needed a little bit of a refresher. Yeah. So if you want to read about what's going on over at Alation, you should check that out. But I will point out in all of these that the focus is on where she worked, not where she's working.
0: Yeah. It's funny that they're basically all leveraging having Peloton on their resume to get these articles because that's what drive clicks. So always remember when people tell, even when they put the rise and fall of Peloton, well, it still must ha- generate interest because you built the entire headline around Peloton, not elation, whatever elation is.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I didn't read about it cuz I didn't care. But that does not mean that I don't wish Jill Woodworth for sure. Good, it's good, just good
0: wishes. It's just funny that people are now in a mode of kind of trash talking Peloton but they still want the clicks and they know that it works. Absolutely. So it must be doing something. So, also moving on to the next one, Peloton's ex CMO and how she hit the ground running at Autodesk. Yep wouldn't she be hitting the ground driving an (laughs) Autodesk? Different auto. Oh, okay. (laughs) What, it's an automatic desk? (laughs) It's not a desk. It's not that kind of thing. What was my manual desk doing (laughs) improperly that needed to be automated? It's a...
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's Wait, a software company
0: Autodesk has nothing to do with, with cars or desks Correct Well, Dara, you got your work cut out for
1: you. <laughs> well, like, she's already launched three major brand campaigns
0: Your first thing needed to be renamed this company
1: <laughs> I bet you they all had to do with uh, What's-his-face, Ryan Reynolds Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then finally, Beauty Pie names Kevin Cornells. As its first CEO. Now, he was... He was
1: over all of the, like, international.
0: Chief commercial officer.
1: That's what they called him. But he started off at Peloton over international. Because he was, like, the guy that led the UK and then eventually Germany. And then whenever the shakeup happened, he got a new title. But he started at Peloton with the international
0: stuff. Gotcha. And he's at a company called Beauty Pie which is making replicas of the pie from American pie that Jason Biggs had sex with. No, not right at all. because the pies no. are so beautiful. No. You want to make sweet love to them. Mm-mm. No? No. Well then why do you care if a pie is beautiful?
1: It's a cosmetics company. I like to
0: think all pies are beautiful.
1: It's a cosmetic company.
0: Except the lemon hostess pies. <laughs> Those were gross. <laughs> I didn't eat them. That's too fruit you adjacent. You don't need
1: any fruit pies. No, Like, you're so weird. How do you not like apple pie? How is that possible?
0: Ugh. I like Warrant, and they sang cherry pie. That's true. But that- you
1: won't eat a cherry pie.
0: No, I will not. Not a cherry one. Moving on. <laughs> it's a deception. So Amazon had an article about how Peloton is using Amazon Redshift to unlock the power of data, or if you prefer, data.
1: I need you to scroll down on this because there were some interesting statistics. So hold on. Let's stop right there. Stop Oh Okay. 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 All right. So Peloton has had massive growth. We know that. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the data specifically. Now, I wanted to talk about this because so many people, I'm so tired of hearing the same thing. We have been doing this for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. They have to get rid of things, guys. They can't keep it all out there because it's ridiculous amount of data. Right. So much that you can't even wrap your head around it. So Redshift is the first fully managed petabyte scale cloud data warehouse. I didn't even know we had moved to a petabyte
0: me neither but it's, we are there it sounds like something we should protest against
1: well it's not a peta it's a PETA.
0: oh okay well i actually don't
1: know that maybe it is a petabyte <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was like this is
1: the
0: servers used only for child pornography
1: no <laughs> it's a petabyte <laughs> stop okay but then it's interesting so 1 exabyte is the equivalent to 119 billion song loads with redshift you get access to that data architecture it breaks down internal data silos you can share the data multiple support users yada yada okay so keep scrolling because there's some more stuff in here so then they talk about this volume of peloton you got to scroll again because i need to be able to see past this picture here we go stop right there as peloton's business has evolved the amount of data that it is generating and analyzing has grown exponentially i have to move my camera from 2019 to now, Wang reports the amount of data the company holds has grown by a factor of 20. In fact, a full 95% of the historical data that the company has generated has come in the last four years. This growth has been driven by surges in the number of users on the platform, Peloton's platform, right. and the variety of data that the company is collecting. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. It says in 2019 and 2020, obviously Peloton grew. They knew that they needed to manage an explosion of data from users and related to its business. So that's whenever they moved over to Redshift. So this gets into a lot of yada yada that I don't really care about. Feel free to read this. If you get join our newsletter, you will get this article sent right to you. I do think that it is super interesting. It's just I don't want to get that much in the weeds on the podcast. Yeah, But I find this absolutely fascinating. We are not just talking about... The streaming that is happening, we are talking about how Peloton collects data from us as users and how they take that data and then use it within their system. So there's a lot of different kinds of ways you can look at data, but this is absolutely fascinating. A factor of 20.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Okay, there is no way this was not absolutely driven by our timeline.
0: (laughs) Tom Cortez's throwback post. Yes. Yes.
1: He showed in December of thirteen. That they opened the first store in Short Hills, New Jersey, and that they had pictures of the first still ads with Rebecca Kennedy and first video ad with Emma Lovewell. And it's so funny that now both are instructors. Yes, neither were
0: instructors at the time. They were just fitness instructors that they hired for models in their commercials. Yes. So – that's kind of funny how that came full circle. I
1: agree completely. I love it.
0: And we know Tom enjoyed the timeline because he was kind enough to reach out and tell you so.
1: Right. Well, we shared that last yeah. week. Yeah. But yeah. Not
0: everybody listens every week. Oh, that's fair. Even though they should.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? Yeah.
0: But welcome back. Hi. More computer nerd stuff. Android developers, the YouTube channel Android Developers, posted a story about Peloton and how Android develop.
1: I didn't read this one. Well, I didn't there's watch nothing to read. It's this. a YouTube video. I didn't, watch video. It. I didn't, I didn't watch either.
0: It. But it's out there. I guess it's just showing you what they do to make it work. It's real short. It's like a minute and a half or something. It says
1: Peloton across screen. So is this showing how it works with all different kinds of Android? Is this kind of similar to what we saw over on LinkedIn, but just a video about yeah, it? Yeah,
0: I wonder if this might be the same thing they showed at iOS, but it's just showing you, yes, how it works on it'll work on your tablet. It'll work on your phone. It'll work on your smartwatch, blah, blah, blah. But it's a nice little piece.
1: It is. I mean, when you have companies that are like sharing your company as a spotlight, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. John Foley. Remember him? I do. Should I put this in a past guest update? Uh,
1: <laughs> well, he was a past guest. He is
0: a past guest. Yeah. But he was featured in Architectural Digest about his new company where they send your rugs.
1: Yeah. Ernesta. Which Which does not
0: cause anal leakage. (laughs) It still sounds like a drug, though. (laughs) It
1: does. (laughs) But I'm actually more intrigued by this after seeing this. This It's the first time I've seen pictures Mm -hmm. of the actual rugs themselves. And I am like, hmm. That's a rug. I do like that. Well,
0: apparently, because I did scan this article and he talks about that it's not just them dropping off a rug at your doorstep. that They will actually... They'll come inside and help you, I guess, move stuff. Or if you got to put it under your bed, they'll help you move your furniture so you can put it down. And put it. So it's a little bit more than just here's a rug, people. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and it's also has a lot more character to it than I thought it would. Like yeah. I was picturing something kind of plain and this is like, this looks like crafted. Like this looks like something that has been created, right. not just produced. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I'm curious where it's going to go. I don't know. We might have to get one, Tom. Got to support
0: John Foley. I think he's doing okay. He
1: needs us.
2: Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now?
0: Who's suing Peloton now? It could be you. Yeah. Won't that be fun?
1: Well, but is it? Can
0: it? I find this interesting. So there's been a company that's been really aggressive lately about putting ads in your Facebook feed if you're a Peloton user to try and get you to join their class action lawsuit. Now, and the title of this. Subject, I put suit in quotation marks because they're not technically asking you to sue Peloton. They're asking you to participate in class action arbitration, mass arbitration is what they said. So
1: Interesting so because
0: Basically this is how I interpret it all these companies Are creating these terms and conditions Where you can't sue them so now these companies Are pivoting from mass lawsuits To mass arbitration so It makes you wonder long term How forcing people into arbitration Will benefit the companies If the lawyers have Found a way to still Access the system You know what I'm saying? I do Yeah.
1: Also I have to say When they say that your fitness data may have been publicly disclosed, I would like a lot more information about exactly what they mean about it being
0: disclosed. It's very vague because on a first reading, it says, if you own a Peloton device and have followers, your personal fitness data may have been publicly disclosed in violation of federal privacy law. And that seems kind of vague. My guess is it's purposeful. Oh, yeah. But it's like if you're on a Peloton and you let people follow you, Well, then you shared that information. That's
1: the thing. It says, do you have followers on your Peloton account? You can make it private. That is your call. Yeah. Peloton is making it available for you, you, to share your information with your followers by making it public at any time. You can change it to be private. So, I have chosen not to make mine private because I want to interact with people about the podcast, even though there are times that I really, (laughs) really regret that. But in all seriousness, this is a decision you as an individual are making. I do not believe that Peloton is responsible for that. And you have the ability to opt out. Now, you didn't have the ability at the very, very beginning. So, if this goes all the way back to the beginning, potentially, maybe, but... You still knew that you were sharing that information. Right.
0: You didn't have to exercise in that capacity. And at the end
1: of the day, why do you care how people see what you are doing for your exercise? I don't understand. It's not like you're sharing with people that you have cancer Or that you take a certain drug every day. right? So why is this a thing?
0: Because it can be.
1: Yeah. Because these people just want money and they want to go after Peloton. My point is, I've had people ask me about this and that's why I'm spending so much time on it. That's why I'm digging down into this because at first blush, there are a lot of people that are just going to be like, I would just like the money. Thank you. Yeah. But I think you need to think about, you need to take accountability for what you chose to do you chose to be a public person
0: especially in this case like i even understand like the purge lawsuit like yeah. I, like i think it was dumb and i don't think they should have won but i understand as a consumer if you're like oh they're doing this class action lawsuit if i fill out this form i might get a check for 40 bucks right uh, okay i mean if peloton has to pay that money they're going to pay it no matter what so i might as well get my 40 bucks right like right. i've done that with these clash action lawsuits sure. in the past but this one just seems
1: this seems like they're really, really grasping at straws. Yeah, like
0: I, like in a way, I can't help but think if this is kind of a good sign that like <sighs> the things that they're going after, they seem to be getting exponentially ridiculous that maybe they're running out of like real things to go after. And so, I don't know. But anyway, we don't tell you about this to encourage you to do it. We no. tell you about it just because we think it's dumb and we wanted to mock them.
1: Yes, that sums it up nicely. Yeah.
0: And now that we're done mocking them, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, Dr. Jen is going to have tips for you on how to make realistic workout goals. So stick around. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses... For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style If you want to support the show and pick up a pair Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order Just go to gooder.com slash TCO That's G-O-O-D-R dot com And use code TCO to get free shipping
1: Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO And use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen.
0: Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello.
1: Hi. Hello. All right. We've got a question from Austin Lynch here. He says that he has two things. One, he wants to get back into a weekly workout routine and to set realistic goals for himself regarding the type of exercise that he needs to reach these goals. So I guess that was two all in one. <laughs> Not a well-worded you know what his question. He doesn't goals are? No, he doesn't. He doesn't.
2: Okay. So it sounds like he needs to work up to kind of building up like a workout program pretty much from scratch. Yes. And the number one thing I would say is start slow. The worst thing, the biggest mistake that I see people make is they do too much too soon and then they either burn themselves out or they get injured. And that's a really important part of kind of the psychology of getting yourself into a workout program there are a few things that i would recommend and look you know obviously we're here because we love peloton <laughs> and peloton has a lot of different programs that you can start with like a beginner strength program or like intro to spin or intro to the tread or intro to rowing or things like that but what i would recommend is to really look at look at your schedule and kind of what is realistic where will you put this exercise? Is it in the morning? Is it before you start work? Is it the end of the day, after work? Is it on the weekends? Is it exactly what is it that you want to do and what do you have room for? And I would start really, really small. It is better that you undergoal yourself than over goal yourself because then you can exceed your goals. And part of what we're also doing is helping you see yourself as someone who, keeps their commitments to themselves, because that's an important thing to build on. So what you may want to do is start with either doing like five minutes a day, like you could do five minutes of core, maybe twice a week and five minutes of upper body strength twice a week, five minutes of lower body, and then maybe like a stretch class for your other five minutes. So you can either build across the board, or you can pick certain days and be like, okay, I'm going to do 10 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then pick something that is consistent with those goals. But again, be really careful that you don't overdo that. You don't go, okay, I'm going to do 10 minutes of running uphill. No, that's not a starting point. That is something you work up to. You want to really start slow and build. And I also recommend working with someone like Crystal, who has a background in kinesiology in sports and how to create a balanced program. Because I find like at this point, I could probably write up my own schedule of kind of workouts. Do I do that? No, I work with someone who knows more than me, but also because it makes me accountable. And I'm able to kind of out loud say like, okay, you know what, I'm feeling really burnt out with this thing from my last workout. Here's where I need a change. Here's where I don't. And sometimes this person comes up with other great ideas for me that I haven't thought of. And sometimes also a little thing can make a big difference. Like I switch from doing leading up to a very, very long run that Crystal and I gonna be doing <laughs> together. I switch a bunch of my strength workouts from like which is regular strength workouts to strength for runners in the Peloton program. Yeah. And that it's A shift that kind of made me kind of a little more excited about doing my strength work again because it's a lot of balance. It's a little bit different. It's different people. It's all that sort of stuff. So I really want to recommend that you also sample different things. Don't make the assumption like, oh, I really want big biceps. So I'm just going to do strength. You want to have a balance and also try things. Try a bar class. Try a Pilates class, a yoga class, try things that you wouldn't normally do because that variation will also keep you excited about your workout and prevent you from getting burnt out and doing the same thing over and over. To that point
1: that you should think about talking to somebody else to go through that. Even people who program their own stuff or do that for a living still get help from other people. And I have found just going through my physical therapy experience that there's been a lot of things that we have done that have been super helpful that I never would have done on my own, even though I know some of them are helpful, I wouldn't have thought to use some of the things that we've been doing. And so sometimes I, you
0: need that outside voice to challenge yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yep. That's the best way exactly. to, to get out of that rut. And
0: I think that's an awesome point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. Until next time, where can people find you?
2: At Dr. Jen Man, who ends on Jen, to ends on Man, on all social media. And I post my Peloton workouts on my story so you can see what classes I am taking. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. you. Instructors in the news.
0: Kirsten Ferguson is out with an injury.
1: She is. And she said that she's going to be out for a while. She wanted to let everybody know, but she's listening to her body and she will be back and do not worry. She's taking care of herself.
0: Awesome. Well, good for her. And hopefully she mends quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Kendall tool hosted a watch party For her big cornhole debut. She did. That happened. Come on over to my house and look at my cornhole. (laughs) Probably some disappointed people when they're like, oh, that's a game? Uh, Oh, well, now I'm here. Yeah. I can't just leave, I guess. Yeah. I don't feel bad saying I don't know what happened because I don't follow any sports. Same. But do we know how she did? No. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I guess she must have done halfway decent or she wouldn't have invited people over to watch. That's fair. I would think if you lost or lost badly. He wouldn't be like, come over and watch me get my ass kicked at cornhole. I
1: will also say I would have maybe shared a video that you didn't miss then. (laughs) I'm sure there were lots of good and bad. The little bit we've watched of these things, it's like, I mean, you you win some, you lose some. Yeah, for sure. And it can turn so quick. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well and good. Sat down with Logan Aldrich.
1: Yes. And he talked about what his body has taught him. Well. The whole article was about that, and they asked several people, and specifically, Logan talked about his experience with having not an arm and how that's affected him and his life and how it's changed things. I love how open he is about this and how he always wants to help other people. He's talked about this many times on his classes and other things about how his mom was like, it's just an arm. And I think that when he talks about reframing things, that's a big piece of it that a lot of what we do when we struggle is reframing things. For sure. And he had to learn that at an earlier age than most. Yeah. But at some point, we all have to deal with difficult things and learning to reframe is a good way to do it. Yeah.
0: You know, everybody talks about his situation from his perspective, which is fair. Mm -hmm. But if you pivot a little bit and look at it from his mother's perspective, right? In that moment, she probably thought she lost a child. Yep. And so- When she found out that he had, quote, unquote, only lost an arm, that probably was oddly a relief. And you know what I mean? That she went from, oh, I thought I wasn't going to have a son. And now it's just, her words, his arm. Like, okay, I'll take that deal. Because she probably spent a few hours thinking she lost her baby.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And those moments can put a lot of things in perspective. Absolutely. It's good to pass it on.
0: Olivia Amato is going to be doing a... Meet and greet at the Puma, New York flagship store.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same place that Alex did his. That would make sense. And so it says that it's going to be on Saturday, May 20th at 2.30 p.m. I'm sure that's Eastern time. And if you haven't already, it's probably too late because you needed to RSVP very quickly Ah. because it's limited capacity. So I hope that you get to go if that's a thing you want to do.
0: Bradley Rose talked to Travel and Leisure about... Why, basically, you should let yourself off the hook a little bit from the workouts when you're on a vacation.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with this because he talks about it even if you cut it in half, even if you only do 10... 10- 20 minutes, even if it's only two or three days a week, it's something. Right. And you're on vacation. You're on vacation. And you should let your body rest. Like You shouldn't go all the time.
0: It's funny, over on the Superset, our tonal podcast, Yeah, we spoke with Tanisha Renee, one of the new instructors, and she was flat out like, I've given up on working out when I go on vacation. (laughs) She's like, I used to pack stuff and then I never did it. And finally, I just made my peace with the fact that like, I'm on vacation and I'm not going to do that. And if you're a professional fitness instructor and you can't bring yourself to work out when you're on vacation well I mean what hope do I have
1: exactly
0: <laughs> I mean in okay. all seriousness that's okay
1: in all seriousness we have to let ourselves off the hook and have a rest it's okay yeah. I mean it's okay it's a week I mean yeah. for most of us there are some luckies among us yes. that could take very long vacations. and there
0: are some people maybe only get a weekend so also you know, true it's a spectrum that is right sweet baby Jesus <laughs> Jocelyn Thompson talked to fit and well. Jocelyn Thompson rule. Jocelyn Thompson. Is she not using the rule? Because it does not have rule in this article.
1: Well, I don't know. But I'm going to go by what she has listed on our Peloton site.
0: I'm just saying if you look at the photo credit, that it is says jo- Jocelyn Thompson. If you look in the article, she is referred to as Jocelyn Thompson. So I know that she is was Jocelyn Thompson rule at some point. But I didn't say it because the article didn't have it. And I just assumed she dropped it like well, Hannah Corbin dropped the Marie. Well,
1: Peloton still lists her as Jocelyn Thompson Rule, for what it's worth.
0: Yes. So. So I don't know. I did not mean to dead name you. Jocelyn. We'll just call her. I call her Jossie.
1: Just Joss. I just Just call call her Jossie.
0: Jossie. We're tight like that. Yeah. Anyway, she talked to Fit and Well (laughs) about core moves and stuff.
1: So basically she said, Hey, if you want to get strong in your core, get rid of the sit-ups. Like there are a lot of things that you can be doing to strengthen your core that aren't sit-ups. And it's so true. Sit-ups just do one tiny thing for one piece of abs. We just had a whole thing where Angelo walked through how you can do strengthen your core. And if you are a person who is doing things like biking, like running, you need a strong core. Right. You don't just need strong abs. So I totally agree with this. As she said, get rid of the sit-ups, do these other exercises. It's a lot better for you.
0: Emma Lovewell is still on her book tour, but she was featured on CBS Boston while she was in town to throw out the first pitch at a cards game.
1: Yes. And a Red Sox cards game. Yes. So
0: you know, for we, us were, it's a cards we were game. pretty
1: much there basically yeah. is what we're saying. And she threw out the first pitch and she was very happy with how it went. Just adding that as well.
0: Well, that's good. That's stressful. She looked completely calm.
1: She looked completely calm. Yeah. Yeah. She was very, very relaxed.
0: And that can be a mean crowd. (laughs) Boston can't.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals crowd is really nice. If she would have done here, she would have never had to worry because, like, baseball town, we love baseball here. Yeah,
0: but St. Louis is so behind the curve. They're probably like, who's she?
1: Yeah, that's so true.
0: Jen Sherman is participating in a Philadelphia Eagles autism challenge, if you want to kick in.
1: Yeah, I thought this was nice because her husband, Brett, posted about it that it's for Philadelphia Eagles Autism Challenge and you can just donate and it's all going to go towards this challenge. So I thought that was really cool. Absolutely.
0: And speaking of Jen's Sherman, Jen's Men is doing an auction of their own for charity.
1: They are. Mitch Clairfield is leading the charge on this one. And there is a wonderful opportunity. You can have a ride in the front row at PSNY on June 11th, 10 a.m. They are taking over the entire studio, and you don't have to do anything except show up if you win. Like, how amazing is that? You don't have to wait in line.
0: I will say the front row auction or uh, raffle portion has already taken place. Oh, okay. However, I'm sorry. however, but wait.
1: There's more. There's
0: more. They are now doing an auction for a second row bike spot. So um, so you still have an opportunity to donate and potentially win. That's still going on. And I believe it will still be going on by the time this comes out. Let me click the link just to make sure I looked at the, this afternoon. Yes, it closes on Sunday, May 22nd. So if you listen to us right away, May which, 21st, sorry, May 21st, which, of course, you should. Then you still have a chance to do it And if you're listening to us later Well, you deserve to not win
1: (laughs) No, stop it (laughs) And if you don't want to do any of that You just want to donate Please feel free And it's the 7th annual Spin for a Cure Peloton ride And it's going to happen in person this year And keep in mind that you can still ride along at home If you want to Yes And that's going to be very exciting June 11th
0: And the cure they're looking for is for Alzheimer's Because I don't think we actually said that part
1: Oh In my head, we did. That means I'm forgetting things. Uh Uh-oh. No, I think it's related to the accident still. Yeah, I would tend to. Doing so much better, but I still have moments.
0: (laughs) Mariana Fernandez posted... uh,
1: Do you want me to take this? Yes,
0: because I didn't understand what the hell was going on in this. I explained
1: it and you still didn't understand.
0: You're like, they did a time mile. And I was like, what is it? Don't they time all their miles? You guys are timing everything. You got your watches and your Stravas. No, no.
1: no. Okay, so all the run coaches... To be a coach, you have to complete a mile in a certain time. You can't just be like me slow and be up there teaching class. You have to be able to do it at a certain speed. I don't know exactly what that speed is. I know I have read that it's 10 minute miles. I don't know if that's still accurate. Got changed. But at one point in time, it was a ten minute
0: mile. So who, who But they
1: have to get tested on this on a regular basis. Like, it's just like the military. Who? Who's
0: firing you? Peloton. It's like that's a Peloton. That's
1: what I'm telling you. Okay, I you have know. to you have to do a certain
2: thing to know be was, an instructor. I didn't
0: know if it was specific to Peloton or <laughs> yes. if this is a coach industry standard. No. I don't know. <laughs> Remember who you're talking to?
2: (laughs)
1: I thought it was obvious. No, that's
0: why I was so confused. I didn't
1: understand why it was confusing. So at any rate, the instructors went out together. So it was Marcel, Matt Wilpers, Andy Spear, and Mariana Fernandez. They all went out together and did a track to a track, and they all did their time mile together. Gotcha. Uh, And so that's all this was, Tom.
0: (laughs) I thought it was obvious that it wasn't obvious. Like, I don't understand. I'm
1: so sorry. Maybe it's not obvious to other people. Like, in my head, it's like, it is a job requirement. Gotcha. You have to be able to do a certain thing before you can be a Peloton Tread instructor. Okay. You can't just walk up and do it. I mean, there's probably a lot of other requirements.
0: Well, yes, but <laughs> this, this is this just one. one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying.
1: No problem.
0: I'll try to remember this for next year's time, Miles.
1: <laughs> no, you won't.
0: But I assure you, I will fail. <laughs> The Michael Jackson Broadway musical, MJ, has recouped its investment. Now, the reason we're telling you this (laughs) is because it's directed by Ross Rayburn's husband. And so we just thought that was interesting. Broadway plays are expensive, super expensive. I think they said, what did they say? What's the figure they give in this? It's It's a big number. It's a twenty two and a half million dollars and. It takes a lot to recoup that when most Broadway theaters seat about, what, 900 people? Yeah,
1: they're so tiny. I don't know if people outside of New York know that. Like, people
0: who don't go to New York
1: on a regular basis. Right.
0: Like, I didn't see a Broadway play until I was, like, 40. Yeah. And same in St. Louis, we have the Fox Theater, which is very wired into Broadway. They, in fact, have produced successful Broadway plays like Thoroughly Modern Millie. And Legally Blonde, they did that one as well. I'd say that because we have a very good theater and they bring in the big touring productions. We were, I think, the first city in America to get Hamilton, which you don't normally think of St. Louis as being the first to get anything, right? Facts. And so our theater is super nice and does amazing things. But it seats like four thousand people. So when I hear New York, I just think everything's bigger. They
1: all got to be than bigger so than I that. I just
0: always thought Broadway theaters were like super big. They're like three, four thousand people.
1: Yeah. When we walked in, I was like, "Whoa!"
0: Yeah. And the, <laughs> I did the same thing the first time I walked in, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's how things run for fifteen years." Yeah. You're putting through forty people a night. So
1: and then just to put it in perspective, since it opened on February first, it has played to seven hundred and fifty thousand people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's going on tour. And so oh, now, yay. Well so, we actually get to see I it? I think it is coming to St. Louis yay. at the Fox in, in the next year's season. It's one of the shows. But yeah, so like now that's where they start making the real money if they can get these things popular enough to actually tour. So now they're going to be, they're going to be okay.
1: Well, congrats to Ross Rayburn's husband.
0: Yes. And coming up after this, Angela is going to talk to us about tips for when you're not eating enough. And there's a reason I can't give you tips
2: about
0: that. <laughs> Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from An- from Angela. Well, I guess you are also from Angela, but from MetPro. Here to answer Whoops, all of this good. Yeah, here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. <laughs> it's MetPro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that was quite an intro, Tom. Thank you. Hi,
2: Angelo.
3: Don't edit a thing. (laughs) Hey, guys. Great to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Uh, It is
0: business as usual.
1: (laughs) And yet you still come back time after time.
0: (laughs) He values our professionals. Of course. (laughs) Never a dull moment.
1: Well, this is kind of the reverse question than what we typically see from people. Julie Ann would like to know how to deal with not eating enough because she doesn't get all the macros on her plate. She wants to make sure she's doing all the things, but she's having trouble eating all the food.
3: Sure. This is actually common in the health and wellness industry with people who have a good, clean, healthy eating routine because if you're eating typical healthy foods that incorporate a lot of vegetables in particular, it is very filling. Somebody who's eating now, talking to old traditional standby bodybuilding meal, egg whites, oatmeal, and then at lunch, grilled chicken, broccoli, the reason these foods are used is because they are so satiating, filling, for the amount of calories that are being consumed. But if you want to add macros and calories, it is very easy to do so by food substitutions. There are other foods that are equally as healthy, equally good for your body, but are denser when it comes to calorie content and macronutrients. And it's what I'm often doing with clients who are really pushing for performance, They'll reach a point where if I can get more calories and energy pushed through them, they're going to add more muscle to their body or maintain more muscle. They're going to recover quicker. They're going to have more energy going into their sport, their runs, whatever they're doing. And that's how that's one of the primary ways I get my clients to have that leg up in the performance arena But they'll reach a point where they can't eat anymore. They're stuffed if they eat brown rice and broccoli. Mm -hmm. Can only get so much of that. So that's where you want to use food substitutions. So I'll give you a handful of those. We'll do some for each category. So with proteins... You'll get a lot more calories. You are going to get more calories from red meat, but it's not always the ideal calories because the reason you're getting more calories is there's a higher fat content in red meat. You're still usually going to be good to go with chicken, chicken breast, fish. Those are still going to be your mainstays. And as long as you're getting an adequate amount of protein, you don't need to be filling up and pushing more of that. I don't think that's the macro you're missing. I'm guessing that's not the macro you're missing because... To get 30 grams of protein, three ounces of a fish, three and a half ounces of a piece of chicken will get you 35, 40, it's it's so easy to get high amounts of protein even from a small piece. So that should be a non-issue. From there, don't keep adding a ton of protein. From there, that's where you want to move on to the other macros. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is vegetables. These are the lesser influencers with the vegetables move away from the high fiber non-cooked vegetables if you're trying to get more in so move away from broccoli cabbage asparagus cauliflower those are all so filling do a cooked vegetable like cooked squash Zucchini, cooked green beans, you're going to be able to eat some, and it's not going to sit as heavy in your stomach and take so long to break down, and that was not a robust list by any means. Lots of vegetables when cooked, especially if they have a higher carb content, and if you're not worried about carbs, you're trying to get more, that's where you can do things like corn and potatoes and squashes that are denser in carbohydrates, that's all fine. Those aren't bad foods if you're trying to get more carbohydrates probably the easiest, lowest hanging fruit is substituting the types of carbohydrates for like meal carbs. So instead of doing brown rice, try switching to a whole wheat pasta. So it's going to be very similar, only moderately, just moderately higher glycemic load. It is not the villain people make it out to be. The reason that pasta is villainized is because it is so dense in carbohydrates. You have a just a small thumbnail full of pasta and you've already gotten 20, 30 grams of carbs. So just have a small bowl of pasta and that'll bring your carb intake way up with very little difficulty. Breads are the same way. Use whole grain breads. They're a little more filling, but nothing like the brown rice or the oatmeal or sweet potatoes. Those are the ones where you're going to get the least carbs for the most filling. And then the simple, by far easiest way to escalate calories is adding healthy fats. You add a teaspoon, a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil here or there, add a half of avocado to one or two of your meals a day, easy, simple ways of getting fats that won't sit heavy in your stomach, and it'll get you those extra calories, which will all contribute towards recovery, performance, and energy hopefully that'll help with squeezing in a few extra calories and getting extra macros on your plates without
0: too much pain. Yeah, that was a very good list. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. And if people want that level of detail provided for them personally, where can they find you?
3: So for the person who hates all of the food items I just listed, we can pick
0: (laughs) others. Like me. (laughs) Like Tom. You picked others for me. I do. I
3: do. (laughs) Metpro.co slash TCO.
0: Great. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peloton Artist Collaboration.
0: There is a new artist series because it's been a week. This time it features one we've heard of. Because we're old people.
1: Bruce Springsteen. Bruce
0: Springsteen.
1: Yeah. I feel like we already talked about this was coming because.
0: Yeah, it was not a well-kept secret.
1: No, I I don't think they were trying to. Like they weren't trying. Once you sign up for classes. Yeah. Because you sign up five weeks ahead of time. It's already out. So it's not really a
0: secret. But the official announcement is here. But also I thought it it was fun that they shared on the Peloton Studios Instagram channel. Them relaying the news to Jen Sherman.
1: Yeah. First they relayed it to Jess Sims. And I thought Jen Sherman was going to punch both of them in the face. And then she found out it was really her. (laughs) She was like, is it really happening? Don't with me. I love it.
0: (laughs) So congratulations to Bruce Springsteen and to Jen Sherman. Yes. Ten years. She's been waiting for that. Yes.
3: Checking out the competition.
0: PC. Magazine is reviewing the Aviron
1: Aviron, Aver- yes,
0: Strong Series rower,
1: yes. And the only reason we are talking about this is because it is a direct competitor to Peloton's rower,
0: right? And it doesn't look as nice. I'll tell you that. No, it doesn't. It looks smaller. Like it, it, does looks look like smaller. it doesn't like look smaller. Like it's as long. Yeah.
1: And the reason that people seem to really gravitate toward this one is because it's more based on gaming. So I thought if you just kind of went down to the pros and cons list, we could just run through that. So they say that it's very comfortable, nice high seat, it's adjustable foot carriage, excellent rowing coaching, 507-pound rider weight limit, and it supports multiple media streaming services. However, it has a clunky interface, the speakers could be louder, and a lackluster workout music selection. So, I say all that to tell you, if this is something you're looking into, maybe someday Peloton will put everything out there that you can use it. Another thing to consider, Peloton probably has plans to add some kind of game to their rower. Well, with
0: all the gaming people they've been hiring, Mm -hmm. right? They've been hiring gaming people left and right. So, that seems like a good bet. Also, like, what's it work out to be compared to a Peloton Or I don't remember how much the rower costs.
1: The rower is, I think it's like... It's pretty expensive. Okay. I'm going to say it's like three grand.
0: Okay. Yeah. But I just thought like if you already got a Peloton membership.
1: I mean, I agree with that I because you're imagine. still you're still going to be paying a membership fee for Averon. Right. Now, so I definitely would agree with that. Actually, if you scroll down, it might compare to Peloton in the pricing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so. Well, that's interesting
0: as well. Here we go. There it is. Oh, yeah. that's
1: the bike. Why would you compare it to the bike? What? Why? Motor
0: track rowing versus the bike plus. The hell? Gonna <laughs> compare it to the tread. Then compare it to a tonal. A mirror.
1: So basically, they're just putting anything that's connected
0: to in here. Okay. And a Hydro, but not a Peloton row.
1: Makes sense to PC me. PC
0: Mag, get your together.
1: Maybe they haven't tried one yet.
0: That's weird, too.
1: <laughs> All right. Well. Other Connected Fitness. Peloton's got the tracking ads on, don't they?
0: They do. I'm Good getting, God. getting all the Peloton ads, <laughs> which must just because I'm talking about it. Because I don't think I've gone to their site. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Anyway, we are here to talk about Aura Rings. And they now integrate with Peloton.
1: They sure do. That came out actually on May 11th. So it's been a little while. And it's weird because Aura Ring didn't send it out to any of their users. What that, is up with that?
0: That's so weird. Do you think maybe they're still kind of testing it and people just figured it out? I
1: don't know. I don't and know. And this
0: came to us from a listener.
1: This did. Yeah, it was. Aw, oh dang. I had it in the. Courtney uh, somebody. Yes, Courtney. It was definitely.
0: Courtney Fields.
1: Thank you. Thank you for sending it, Courtney Fields. And all you have to do is go over to the submitted tip and be able to include that. So yes. it's super easy to do over on the website. And that's what Courtney did. And she yeah. made it very easy to be able to share.
0: And we're sending her a brand new Chrysler Cordoba, <laughs> which they don't make anymore.
1: I was like, no, we're not. No, we're
0: not. We uh, don't make new ones. So we can't. We would have sent you a new Chrysler we Cordoba. Would've. But they don't make Chrysler Cordobas anymore. Absolutely.
1: So. That is the only thing damn, stopping us.
0: Damn the luck.
1: I know. But a lot of people have these aura rings, and I have been hearing from people for all week that are very, very excited about this new integration. And it doesn't like you really have to do a lot other than connect the two. Like that's it. And then nice. everything just pulls in.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
2: In case you missed it,
0: Andy Spear has debuted Total Strength Density Training Program.
1: Yes. And it says it's a program, but the interesting thing is that it's actually being dropped as a collection. Now, if you go to his stories and you look through, you'll actually hear him talk about the difference between a collection and a program. Apparently, this was a choice that he made or somebody at Peloton made. He made it sound like he made. <laughs> right. But he wanted people to be able to take these classes as a one-off as well, not just in a program setting. If you're not familiar with programs at Peloton, you have to take them in a certain order, and if you don't complete them... Like they if seize
0: you, your Peloton. They come to your house and they take it from you.
1: <laughs> no, they don't oh. at all. But it won't let you progress to the next week if you haven't taken the classes for uh-huh. this week. And you can't get to them unless you sign up for the program in a lot of cases. So... He is saying, I made it into a collection on purpose because I want you to be able to still take these as one-offs later. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a good definition of the distinction.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And he really wants people to be lifting heavy weights here too. He said, this is not really for people like you can use it in any way. You can use it with lighter weights and you just add some more reps on and it becomes a completely different kind of workout. But if you want to do it the way he intended it, the idea is to build the lean muscle and you need heavy weights for this. So I haven't taken any of these classes. I have no idea. Just I'm sure that because he is a good person to teach these classes, that he is going nice and slow and explaining everything. And that's what you always want to see when you are lifting heavy weights.
0: Absolutely. And Alex Toussaint had a tease for people this week.
1: He sure did. He listed on his stories, which is why we have a very shady picture here. (laughs) He is in the audio booth over at Peloton. And he said, I hear you. Outdoor walks are coming soon. I got you, so you can plan on Alex Toussaint having outdoor walks very soon.
0: There you go.
2: Yep. Peloton birthdays,
0: and we have one birthday this week, and it is Christian Vandeveldes. Did I say that right? Vandeveld. Vandeveld.
1: Yes. Well, happy birthday to Christian Vandeveld, and I hope that you will be back to do more classes soon because everyone misses you.
0: Yes, and his birthday is May 22nd, if you want to reach out and tell him that.
1: I'm sure he would appreciate it. I mean, he knows
0: it's his birthday. I meant the part you just said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And also just happy birthday. Yes. Yeah. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Carl... Halubowicz, who participated in the third annual Peloton corporate showdown, it's when a bunch of people from the financial sector get together and raise money for the Expect Miracles Foundation. So stick around.
2: Checking in with the Peloton community.
0: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Carl Halubowicz. Hey, Carl, how's it going?
4: I'm doing great.
0: How
1: are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. We're so happy you're here. Yeah.
0: Did I say that right? Carl? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well,
4: yeah, that. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, just making sure, yeah.
1: Oh, how fun. How fun. How like
4: I hadn't heard that joke uh, over probably 40 years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Carl, you actually landed on our radar because of a really cool thing that you had done. You raised money. I guess you guys have a annual Peloton corporate Showdown. And this year was actually your third year of doing that. Is that accurate?
4: Yeah, that's correct. It's the third year. It's actually through Commonwealth Financial Network. They're a firm that we partner with. We're actually sort of separate, but we work together with them. Sent around a notice saying, hey, they're throwing this event with a bunch of other financial firms joining in. Started, you know, during the pandemic two years ago. And so this has been the third one. Avid user Pelotons have the bike, have the tread. So, I'm like, hey, if it helps raise money, um." And help raise money for something I'm doing anyway, so I thought it's great to participate.
1: Well, and it's not like a small amount you guys raised $44,000 that's a ton of that's, money,
4: that's not nothing,
1: <laughs> that's really cool. Now, is that like a cumulative for all three years, or is that like uh, I think that was
4: just for this year? That's um, incredible. For, I, I can't, I don't, don't know off the top of my head how many participants were, but they were at least a couple hundred riders, at least. So it's great.
0: I was like, it's the financial industry. So you're like, it was just the three of us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So then kind of going backwards, you said you have a bike, you have a tread. So when did you first like become interested in Peloton and decide I need to get some of these products? What, how did that happen?
4: Well, my wife is a long time cyclist, like a spinner, what I call her. She when we used to go to the gym. That was her deal. She would go to spin class. I would do weights and cardio. And three years ago for her birthday, which is coming up on Sunday. Oh, happy birthday, Emily. Happy
1: birthday. After, um,
4: the, getting her the Peloton bike was her birthday present.
1: That is so cool. Okay. Yeah. So, but did she, she ask for one. I was like, did she ask for one? <laughs> because, you know, the whole dreaded commercial, the Peloton commercial, we have to. Um,
4: <laughs> yes. You know, that's why she likes doing spin classes, had done it like forever. Not so much since we pandemic and we had two girls. And so getting to a gym class and doing that sort of thing was a little tough. But a lot of neighbors had it and I knew she wanted it. So I thought, hey, this would be a great present to get her. So
0: who do you think uses it more? Is it pretty even? Is it you or her?
4: i think she probably uses the mic more than me although i just checked what our workout history is <laughs> just to see And i think i have a lot more workouts than oh. do but that's also because i do the stretching and some other programs with politics so it's not just the bike she so yeah. has more rights than i do i just do it every so often
1: okay okay so you do more of the stacking kind of thing of the classes yeah. okay
4: is
0: she mad
4: that it's
0: her bike and you write it but you're on the podcast I just i'm trying to
4: i don't know trying to create Maybe some we'll melodrama here get, get a second episode with her on it as well <laughs> well
0: that now it be- sounds less financial more legal are you an attorney also You're really good at this no i am
4: not a legal attorney provide legal advice <laughs> <laughs>
0: he went straight into financial mode though he he's did. Just like hang yeah, on hang on hang favorite on favorite i'm not a doctor fan. either like don't do that
4: <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it! Okay, so now, how did the tread enter the picture? Are you like you said you lifted weights? Were you an avid runner before? You just got hooked, and you were like, "I want this." Nah,
4: I call myself a runner. I sort of think of like just as like a hobby to keep in shape. More, I'm not like a triathlete or or do any hardcore marathon running or triathlons or anything like that. It's just something to keep healthy. On. And I kind of like it a little bit better than the bike. I can do a quick 30 minute workout and be sweaty and tired really fast. I just like it a little better. We had a treadmill that we bought from the previous owner of our house. He had one um said, Hey, do you want it? And I like, uh, yeah, the sure. old I don't want to move this thing. We'll throw yes. it in. <laughs> for two hundred yeah. bucks, you can have it. <laughs> yeah. And he had a whole bunch of other like fitness equipment as well. So we in our basement. So he's like, Yeah, I'll take it off. I'll use it. Yeah. Um so and then Kevin, and then I think it was two years ago for my birthday, I got the Peloton tread to replace the aging treadmill that we had in our basement. So now we've both gotten our Peloton gifts for our birthdays. <laughs> That's awesome. It's very equitable.
1: It is. Okay. So you said a couple of years ago, so that would have been after the pandemic started. So you have the regular tread, not the tread plus. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because there's like a really fine line of window there where during the pandemic for a very short time, you could have gotten the tread plus and then it was recalled and then it became just the regular tread. Now it's um, a collectible. Yeah. Now there's hardly any out there <laughs> and I'm hanging on to mine for dear life. <laughs> but the tread is a really nice machine. I think, especially if you had another treadmill that you used before, you are familiar with how much easier it is to go make your incline increase and the speed increase. I love that about the tread.
4: Yeah. I love the lock for the incline. That way I don't have to reach over it. Keep changing the speed is hard enough for me. Yeah. Like doing two things at once is is hard. So I like hit the lock. And I think that's a great feature where it's going up to two incline, It does it automatically. I don't need to touch it.
1: So, you know, what's interesting about that is that you actually can't use that feature on the Tread Plus because since it was recalled, they couldn't like retrofit it to put that piece of technology they in can't push
0: out like software updates exactly for it.
1: Yeah. exactly no. so they never did because it got recalled so who knows maybe next year maybe next year it'll come out so i am jealous of that because i have it on the bikes i have the bike plus but i do not have it on the tread and so many people say i'm curious if you ever use it just to like take walks, like maybe, well, I don't know, maybe you can't say this because you may not be able to say that about working, but I don't know if you ever took meetings while you're just walking and maybe you just let the treadmill do its thing with the different inclines.
4: I find it hard to walk and chew gum at the same time. So I think that would be really tough for me. Okay. Um, I know my wife loves to take. she's on calls uh, constantly. So whereas most of the time where I'm video chatting with my clients that I work with, so it's It'd be a little weird if I was sweating and like the, <laughs> out of breath and trying to pay attention to what they're doing, as well as focusing on them being that they're the focus of my attention. So a little hard for me. You know, it'd be great if I'm just listening to something where I don't need to pay so much attention. If I'm just listening to a podcast or something like you guys, think yeah. about.
0: <laughs> it's like, if I'm the- doing something <laughs> not important like this thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Carl.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So we've alluded to the fact that you work in the financial industry, but like, what specifically do you do?
4: So I'm a financial advisor with uh, the firm Armstrong Fleming More in downtown DC. Been with them now uh, 21 years. We're actually having the firm's uh, 40th anniversary this year, so too. wow, and milestone for us as a firm, which is great. So.
0: That's you, really cool. You don't look old enough to have been anywhere for twenty-one you years. You do not. Yeah, that's yeah. that's no reason
4: to exercise. Keeps you healthy. Drink <laughs> lots of water.
0: So. It's true. I'm like, did you start working there when you were eleven?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I trust this firm. They're hiring they're yeah, using children's clear. labor.
2: <laughs>
4: no, no, no I, I'm actually forty-two. So, started as an intern there out of college, just looking for a summer job full-time stay in dc while i was in college so i could pay rent and go out and, and buy food and just stumbled you know half of, i think half of where i am is because of luck and just, just stumble into a great firm and i haven't left because it's been such a great experience that's so, awesome. great it's so
0: rare for anyone to stay at one job for that amount of time but especially their first job it like, really that's, is that's yeah. like marrying your high school sweetheart
1: yeah that's really special yeah. that's cool that's neat yeah. I'm also curious, like with the people you work with, since you guys did this to raise money and you were working with other firms, are there a lot of other Peloton users at your firm?
4: I think just one or two. We do have a couple of runners in our firm. We actually did the DC half marathon relay, like this last like spring or fall. So we have a couple of runners. I don't know if they're active Peloton users. I know one, I'm friends with her on Peloton, connected with her. That's um, cool. She's had her second baby. So I don't know if she's back up on the bike yet or not.
1: Yeah, she might be otherwise preoccupied taking care of a child. Yeah, that'll do yeah. it. <laughs> it's hard to find time to work out with the little ones running around or not even running yet. That's really hard. So whenever you guys have your challenge, tell us how it works. Like, is it based on minutes? Like, how does it all come together?
4: I think they pretty much take care of it. It's, you have a list of classes you can choose from at specific times, like join a specific class at 7.30 a.m. Or, or evening. Every company has their own specific hashtag. And then they just track who shows up and track your output. So it's, I think on our end, it's pretty easy. We just have to show up and do what we normally do on the bike or tread or whatever and just do our work on. Uh, gives it sort of gives you a little extra motivation, you know, knowing it's for charity to just, hey, I'm going to turn that resistance knob a little bit to the right to make sure I boost my output a little bit more.
0: I love that. Oh, so the metrics are like if your output's higher, you do better, more money gets yeah. put in the. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: So whenever you when you're raising the money, so are people raising it based on like how many miles you do, what your output is per class? Like, tell us how that works. Or do you remember?
4: It was some combination of the number of participants. So the company that had the most riders on their team got some credits. Exactly how the money was raised. I didn't get into the details too much. Like, hey, I'm just... <laughs> here to ride and do it to the best of my ability you were
1: like i showed up that yeah. was my contribution that's yeah. fair like that's how, fair.
4: I, that's
0: how,
1: fair. how fair. I do this show it is
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been athletic or into fitness your whole life were you like doing sports in school or
4: yeah pretty much my whole life i think after my sophomore year playing football where i kind of realized hey everybody's starting to get bigger and stronger and getting pushed around it like i need to hit the weight room and starting i can't get by and just raw physical talent anymore and plus i stopped growing taller after sophomore year so i knew i had to get a little bit stronger maybe put on some muscle if i want to play football or something like that but you know i just kept with it you know i constantly go to the gym ever since then for no reason other than just staying healthy and kind of keep in shape as much as i can
1: yeah, that's awesome. So do you have any like Peloton instructors that really like resonate with you, especially if you come from like a sports background? I'm always curious about that.
4: For running, I like Matt Wilpers. I love the fact that, you know, it's post and pre-run stretches are like, hey, if you're a runner, you don't like stretching and you're probably not good at it. <laughs> so like that fits me to a T. So I must be a runner. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just so boring. <laughs> yeah. And I always like the Adrian Williams light DJ runs. Those are always fun. DJ John Michael. Those oh are my God. DJ just, John Michael I'm just, just I'm,
1: he just brings there... a whole new level of interesting and energy. I love it. I love it so much.
4: Yeah, yeah but I'm, this are probably my two favorites. I'm constantly trying new, whoever is like, whoever I am, if I haven't done their ride, you know, filter of 30 minutes. Okay. Who am I might work with and just try them out and see what it is. The one thing I will avoid is some of the stretching with, from the female instructors where they may get into positions where I'm like, I can't even get there, so this is not work for me.
1: So you don't like to stretch with Hannah Corbin, is what you're saying?
4: You can probably help out, but yeah, you know, I don't think I'm that advanced yet. I get there yet.
0: Or is that just the story? You're, is it more like your wife was like, No, absolutely not. You go back to stretching with Adrian Williams. That's enough yeah. for you. Um, not what we Adrian's bought this pretty
4: flexible too so I, you know <laughs> give him credit he's he can bend and i know bender so i'm stretching a on more like matt Wilbur. you know just can almost reach my toes
0: who also came from the financial industry so he this did all comes i did not know that yeah. yeah
1: he was a cpa back in the day before he switched to being a coach isn't that fascinating
0: Oh,
4: it's pretty
1: cool. <laughs> he actually posted earlier this week, happy tax day from a former tax accountant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like a picture yeah. of him back when he was. Yeah, it was really yeah.
1: cute. He looked ironically like he was 12 years old because yeah. he was so young and he has a baby face like he always looks young. That's why they call him the baby yeah. face assassin. So do you because um, so in- he kills people? <laughs> no, he does no, not he kill doesn't. people. No, <laughs> don't say that, Tom. Somebody will <laughs> take you seriously out there.
0: Just wounds them.
1: (laughs) Do you ever take Power Zone classes over on the bike? Or I know you said you just kind of drop in and out of the bike. So I didn't know if you have any any of those.
4: I've done them. I find the Power Zones are like the hardest for me. I like the intervals and the the hit and that sort of thing where I start getting a rest in between. If I find like the Power Zone is just really really tough for me sometimes. So it's if I see a class like, do I really want to do that? I'm like, no, let's do something else. (laughs) <laughs> you know i'll do a really hard run for a long time but on the bike i don't it's just not my thing i think it's the one thing i just can't get to
1: that's okay everybody has different things that's really the coolest part about peloton is it it can meet you in so many different places depending it doesn't really matter where you are fitness wise or what you enjoy there's something for everybody
4: yeah so i think there's too much <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot
1: it is a lot yeah. it is a lot Especially some we've been watching Peloton since back in the big day when it was just the bike. And it was like they used to have they used to call their classes that were like strength classes and things like that. They used to call it beyond the bike. And that was before they even had an app. And it was a very, very different world back then. So it's kind of fascinating to that point, though. You said you had a lot of other equipment in your gym. Do you use Peloton for any strength training or anything like that? Or do you totally off the tread? You do your own thing.
4: Usually do my own thing. Like I use the FitBot app. You know, it's great because you just plug in whatever equipment you have, and it like just throws out a program for you, which is I find great because I often I get into the rut where I do the same thing over and over again, and it just gets repetitive. And it's great that they mix up. But, you know, I'll throw in like a core strength program. You know, every couple of days, trying to k- keep the belly in check. it's but <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. So, do you have any advice for people that are maybe just getting a Peloton?
4: Just try new things. Just be open to, even if it looks hard, they're not going to kill you if you have to dial back the resistance or or slow down. Just give it a try and see what you like because that's the only way you're going to find what may actually work for you is to just try new things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, have you ever taken classes with Bex Gentry? If you like Matt Wilpers, I could see you liking Bex. I'm just curious.
4: Yeah. I've taken a couple of her running classes. She scares me, when I'm, I'm like, she's going to like her threshold for like running pace. I'm like, well, I know I have to dial it back. At least Matt Wilfers, I could probably get on the lower range. Bex, I'm like scared. Like, all right, we're going to go to a nice, easy, medium pace, eight miles per hour. I'm like, no, like, i know she
1: is so to me it's hilarious when she's like okay we're going to start in a jog anything eight or below like <laughs> bex my sprint isn't even an eight <laughs> we are on a very different no. levels my friend
4: yeah. <laughs> but i definitely say hey, okay I just, I, you get a feel for the instructors on who's and i also like to look at what the class plan is and they might have added that recently so you see exactly what they're going to do so i can mentally prepare myself okay Oh, there's like a six percent incline hill coming up. I'm like, oh, okay, I need to maybe dial it back and just save a little energy Right. Down to the pass. past, hey, I like zoomed out real fast and then oh, we're moving on to a different section. Like, oh, I'm like spent. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I- really plan for that. I give from the instructors, you you know what after a while, like who does what a little bit and who pushes a little harder than others. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's true. I have to say it's pretty funny, though, that the financial planner person is the one checking the class plan to find the exact right. Yeah, that seems that,
4: that's what you want. That
1: tracks that does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love it.
4: <laughs> you don't want somebody like Tom who's just winging it out here. No. Yes, I'm <laughs> winging it. <laughs> so what is your leaderboard name? It is Sweaty Carl.
1: that's great
4: (laughs) i think that's self-explanatory i sweat a lot i I did discover using a headband like helps a lot for me it's by the end of any work it's drenched but at least it's keeps my hair out of my eye and i'm not like getting like sweat in my eye and like i have to stop or do something (laughs) so it's great
1: it always amazes me that those instructors the female instructors in particular that use hairspray and then go run i'm just like how how are you doing that and then they're like
4: the they sweat have high on. And it yeah. doesn't, They've got so it all special.
0: special yeah, designed They've in a light. lab by NASA.
1: I don't know. Susie Chan the other day was saying that she was running and she was like, "I purposely did not use hairspray today." Because she was like, "Because the other day I did and it got in my eyes and it stung." And I was like, "Just basically, all you guys were just blurry for the whole class." <laughs> and I was like, "That sounds terrible."
0: <laughs> Although I'm feeling a little left out all this talk about hair oh i'm sorry tom yeah
1: we'll get you some eye makeup for your next season very inclusive yeah yeah that's true (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) well carl thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us i'm sure you're very busy given what you do yeah um before we let you go just let everybody know where they can find you if you would like to be found
4: sure i'm on twitter Carl Holubowicz, at Carl Holubowicz. More active on LinkedIn. You can just search me, Carl Holubowicz. I think there's probably only one of me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Unless you're a junior. As long as you can spell my name correctly, (laughs) you'll probably find me.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Yes. well, Well,
0: thank you again. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. All
4: right. Thank you for having me, guys. This was great.
0: It was a lot of fun. So I guess that brings this episode to a close until next week. Where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. They can also find me on Facebook, Instagram and the Peloton leaderboard at clip crystal.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group and don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out. So That's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And rowing.